Hello, MavMind Collective, and welcome to another episode of the HypnoSales Show. Today, we're talking about how your unconscious bias is killing you. All right, I don't mean it's really killing you, but it is killing your effectiveness of the decisions that you're making because we all have unconscious bias uh, kind of contributing towards our decision making. And uh, some of the largest companies in the world have learned that in order to grow and scale as a company, you need to realize that unconscious biases will always end up stifling and prevent you from growing and scaling the way that you want as a business. So, uh, so some corporations will even bring in unconscious bias training. And if you work for a large company, chances are you've had some of this training before um, where you learn about how subconsciously you're biased towards and favoring towards certain things that affect your decisions and affect your, you know, how you actually execute and the results and the outcomes that you receive and, and establish at the end of a project that may not be ideal because your biases were so, so quote unquote getting in the way of your execution. So, uh, so some of us probably have had this unconscious bias training. I know I have many times at different companies and I think it's important that we realize that, that there is unconscious bias playing a part in our decision making. Now, there's something like, I think they've identified over 150 different unconscious biases, maybe more now, that play a part in our decision making. So I want to point out five of them today that are potentially killing your effectiveness. And you want to avoid these biases. You want to raise awareness of these biases at the subconscious level so you and your team can be more effective and get the outcomes that you really truly expect and that your management and your company expects you to deliver every time, okay? So these are the five that I found to be the most effective. If you can overcome these, you will be very effective in, in your decision-making in your process. The first one on the list is distance bias. So this is very simple. It's based on the fact that we all tend to favor the ideas and contributions of people on our team that live closer to us vicinity-wise than people that live farther away. It's that simple. If, if you have five people on your team and four of them live in the city that you live in and you could actually drive to their house for lunch and meet them versus the fifth person is like in another state, you'd have to fly on a plane three hours, like for three hours to get to there, to have lunch with them somewhere in their state. Typically, you're going to favor the contributions and the ideas of people that are local versus that person that's far away. So the trick is, is to make sure you always invite the person that's distance, that's the farthest away, always invite them to the meetings remotely. Have them join the Zoom calls with you and the rest of the team might be in the room, but always like invite them in on the Zoom so they can contribute equally with everybody else. So you want to eliminate that distance and make it like, hey, we're all on the team and everybody's idea is equally considered and we're going to listen to everyone. That way you, you get some of the best ideas, even if they're far away or they're close to you. It doesn't matter. The dis you eliminate the distance bias and you make it always about including everyone and being inclusive of everyone no matter where they live in the world or the country. Okay, So that's the distance bias. Um, so if you can avoid that, you can be effective in your decision making. The second one is conformity. Conformity is the idea that we all tend to go along with the crowd. We tend to just say yes because if majority, if the majority of people are saying yes right now to a decision that's being made or voted on, if we see everyone else's vote first, we typically will just vote yes if everyone says yes or we vote no if everyone says no. Because at a subconscious level, we're a little embarrassed. We're uncomfortable. We don't feel safe to say no if we need to. 
If everyone says yes, but you don't feel like it's the right, right thing, you don't want to say no because you're embarrassed or it doesn't feel safe. And as I've shown and talked about many times on other videos and lessons on this channel, our subconscious wants to feel safe and comfortable to make decisions. Its job is to make you feel safe and comfortable. So if you don't, you're not going to challenge it. So, so to avoid conformity bias, what you can do is this, um, there's a technique called the devil's advocate. The devil's advocate technique is where you assign someone on your team during each meeting, you assign one person to be the devil's advocate. And the devil's advocate's job is to challenge you and everybody else on every decision that's being made in the meeting. So if you, if you get to a consensus and everyone's like, yeah, I think, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Then you go to the devil's advocate and the devil's advocate has to say, no, I disagree. Even if they, even if they agree with you. They have to disagree intentionally in order to challenge everyone's thinking and to avoid this bias of being like we're just conforming. Okay. And what that does is it allows everyone to challenge. You can have fun with this, right? Being a devil's advocate is a lot of fun when you're given that safe space and it's safe for them to challenge and it's their job intentionally to challenge everyone. And if every meeting you give it that role to a different person, everyone eventually becomes the devil's advocate. It starts to create a sense that you know, after a while, we don't need to delegate it to someone. Everyone feels comfortable challenging because we're doing it all the time in every meeting because we want to get better as a team in making decisions. And we want to get better as a team to avoid just conforming because it's embarrassing not to conform or it's, it feels awkward or uncomfortable to not agree with everybody else. So you avoid it by, by playing the devil's advocate technique during those meetings and you avoid the conformity bias that way. The third one here is affinity. Affinity is based on the fact that all of us typically like ideas that are like our own ideas. We like things that operate and behave like the way, like we operate and behave. Or if a solution, someone proposes a solution that's designed the way you would design it, you typically will say, oh, I like that. It's what you like. And the problem with that is, is sometimes the best solutions to a problem are not the ones that are like what you would design. In fact, some of the best solutions might be exactly opposite of the way and totally different than the way you would do it and what you would like to do. So to avoid this affinity bias, you need to always be challenging everyone to propose different ideas, make it safe for them to propose different ideas. And you have to challenge yourself to say, even though this is something like I would do, is it the right thing? Is it the right way? Is there a better way? Help me understand, team. Is there other alternative ways? You have to ask consciously for alternative ways than just the way that you like them. Okay? So don't go along with what is the same as what you've done before. Always look for that diversity and difference from people and different ideas and get a pool of ideas uh, to figure it out. And this is effect, comes in very effective when you're trying to hire someone. If the team tends to like a certain candidate and they have an affinity towards a certain candidate, get a second candidate in there anyway. Don't just go with the one that everybody likes because they just like them. There might be another candidate that some people might not like as much, but might be more effective in the role. And you might need that diversity on the team because not everyone has to like everyone on the team to work effectively with them. It, it helps, but what you want to avoid is hiring people candidate after candidate that's just like you, that thinks like you, that acts like you, that solves problems like you because then you don't get the diversity you need. And in some of my other videos, I talk about the diversity of the team being the key to your success. So definitely want to avoid getting everyone on the team being the same and acting the same and thinking the same 
that will not get you very far in the long run. So if you want to be effective, get diversity and avoid the affinity bias. Um, the fourth one is the appearance bias. The appearance bias is a summary of many other biases. Um, if you look this up or have training on this, there's all different kinds of biases based on someone's appearance or even the solution that you're considering, the appearance of the solution, right? The way it looks, the way someone puts together the project and presents the slides, it might appear to be bigger and better than it is. Or if it's a person, uh, there's different factors in the way someone appears that influences our decisions because of how someone looks, okay? So for example, their height, for example, could be a part of their appearance. Think about, you know, consciously, it shouldn't matter. It should never matter someone's height, you know, whether you consider their opinion valid or not, or consider their contribution or their solution as, as being effective uh, effective decision to make towards that person's contribution or towards that person's idea based on how high they, how tall they are, you know, like if they're tall or short. But there is an unconscious, unconscious bias that we all tend to have that someone's height has a big factor. Same thing with age. Uh, age is a big factor too. Um, how someone looks, if they're pretty or they're handsome or, or not as handsome or not as pretty. Um, so all of this, all of these different biases go into appearance and we need to realize that consciously we may be making the decision that that has nothing to do with it, but subconsciously it might have something to do. So you have to always challenge yourself. Am I making this decision to go this way or that way based on how this person looks or how this solution looks, how they presented it to me in the slides versus how it actually is. And you want to always just raise awareness and you have to consciously do that in order to not allow appearance bias to have a, play a factor in your decision making, okay? And then the final one here that I think is the most effective, if you can overcome this one, you can be very effective, and that's confirmation bias. This is where all of us have this favorite, like we favor the idea, or we lean towards the idea of finding answers that conform with our questions. Right? So if we come up with a hypothesis of how something should be done, a solution that we want to execute on, a decision we want to make, we typically start asking close-ended questions of people on the team in order to get them to say yes or no or give us the answer we want that confirms that we're right in our decision. So this is the bias of making the decision before you really kind of throw it out there and get people to contribute. We think we already know the solution. We think we already, we, like we've already solved it. And we know our solution is probably the best right? We like our affinity bias too, right? We like our own decisions. We like our own ideas. So we just want everyone to conform with our ideas and we want to confirm that they agree with our ideas. So you're kind of using a combination of all these other biases in order to get people to confirm that your idea is the right one. The reality is your ideas aren't always the best and you have to admit that to yourself and you have to be humble enough to accept the fact that maybe even as the leader, your team might have better ideas than you. Or someone else on the team might propose something that's opposite of yours and they will never confirm that your idea is good, but their idea might be better. So you have to be open-minded, you have to be considerate of others and what their ideas are, and you have to ask open-ended questions. To, like, help me understand, describe that to me more. Um, and so you can assess more fairly and equally the different ideas versus just trying to get the, the short closed-ended answer to confirm your question in your hypothesis to then say, yep, I was right the whole time. Let's do it this way. Avoid that altogether by being more open-ended, open-minded at all times and humble 
and accepting the fact that maybe your idea is not always the best idea in this particular situation. And that's okay. Give yourself the, the safety and the comfort of knowing that that's okay to be that way because ultimately you're about achieving success for the company and for the team. And that takes more leadership, and more open-mindedness in your leadership to do that. So again, avoid confirmation, appearance, affinity, conformity, distance biases. If you can avoid these five, you can be much more effective in your decision-making in your, in your company, in your team, uh, and yourself too. Just personally, you'll become better, a better leader and a better follower of other leaders if you can eliminate these unconscious biases.